0: 411 Live. Where well, you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your 411
1: Live. My mother got her second Moderna vaccine, and so did my husband as a first responder. I did not. Um, because I do not fall in any of the categories for eligibility. But I did get COVID. Fortunately, it was a mild case and I came through it okay. So my question, have you gotten your vaccine? Will you? Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. There are a lot of questions about the vaccine, right? And some unknowns. So I have a special guest joining me to help me weave through all of the issues dealing with the COVID vaccine. And that is Dr. Kevin Izzard. He is the president of the Cream City Medical Society in Milwaukee. And Dr. Izzard, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me on your show, Beverly. Absolutely.
1: All right. So... How about you? Have you gotten your vaccine?
0: I actually I did. And and I'm gonna tell you, I like a lot of your listeners, I was skeptical at first. Mm-hmm. Um, if you asked me, you know, back uh you know when they announced Operation Warp Speed back in May, it was mid-May, I was very skeptical because I thought that it was very politicized. And you know, if you asked me, well, would the government put out a vaccine just for the sake of having one? And I was at, at that time. I thought, yeah, they would, and probably they would. <laughs> um, but since that time, um, it has be, become less politicized. And part of that is because of administration change. Uh, some of that is because uh, I think Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, kind of went more out on the limb to, uh, you know, to to try to make sure that he was sticking with facts and and not spin and took a lot of heat from the administration for that, but um, I felt that he was, uh, as best he could, was, was being straightforward. Um, I think the CDC um, and the FDA got a lot of pressure from the medical community to make sure that that, that they were being straight. And uh, because not only was, was this vaccine at risk, but all vaccines are at risk. There are a lot of people out there who don't trust vaccines, anti-vaxxers, and if we mess this up, it's going to affect any other vaccine. So if people stop getting COVID vaccine, they might not get their, you know, their, their childhood vaccinations and things like that. So there's a lot of pressure. And so when the time came, I looked at the risks and benefits. I decided that um, being an African-American male, overweight, uh, mild high blood pressure, my risk of having a complication outweighed the risk of taking the vaccine. The vaccine, as far as we can tell, has been uh you know pretty pretty clean. You know, as mm-hmm. far as uh, side effects, there are people that have allergy, have allergic reactions, but that's any vaccine or actually any medication, you can have an allergic reaction. So um so given all those things, I decided that it was kind of a no-brainer that it was worth getting a vaccine. Plus, there was also the the uh, the idea that I'm in healthcare. Yeah. And you know, that uh, someone's going to have to take the, the chance with this thing, you know, it's a new vaccine. We don't know all the, all the risks and side effects. Um, so someone's going to have to be the guinea pigs. And, you know, as, as a physician, um, you know, I should be willing to, to, to take that chance. And so uh, I went ahead and got vaccinated. I, I, in fact, yesterday or sorry Thursday was my two weeks out. So okay. I'm actually now officially vaccinated.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Now, when my husband got it, he uh, had a, a painful muscle aches in his lower back. And then I heard from another friend who was saying that she had muscle pain in her butt. Have
0: mm-hmm. you heard
1: of this muscle pain thing?
0: I have heard of this muscle pain thing. And, and the interesting thing is that it may not necessarily be where you got the injection. Right. You know, so, yeah. So you get, you know, the injection in the arm and have, have pain elsewhere um it's uh it's it's a very unusual you know vaccine like i said it's new um and we can kind of get into uh you know to to the it's, it's called the, uh, mRNA va- vaccination so uh messenger rna messenger rna is without getting too technical uh all of your cells have DNA as human beings we have DNA mm-hmm. this virus has a variation of that called rna so our strands we have double stranded dna uh the virus has a single strand of rna. So normally, what when a virus hijacks your uh, your, your cellular machinery th- to start making virus, it uh, it incorporates its RNA or its DNA into yours, and it tells your your cell to start making viral parts instead of making your own body parts. Ah. Well, in this case, what they did was they took that little message part that goes from the DNA that goes to the out to the cell to start making the proteins. Mm-hmm it actually took that little message and it injects that message into you. Um, And so it does. So it was different than the way it's been done in the past is um, you never, um, the vaccine never goes into your DNA. Okay. So it's it's just making the RNA that's making the proteins. Mm -hmm. And so you're making what's called spike protein, which is a protein on the outside of the COVID vaccine. I'm sorry, the COVID virus. Um, and so I know I got too much technical I tried to make <laughs> try to get too technical with this <laughs> but it, 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 the bottom line is is' making this little message this little message of of uh of uh a code for spike protein mm-hmm. it's not making a whole it's not making a whole virus, so because it's not making the whole virus, you can't get infected from you can't get an entire virus from it because there's not enough RNA, RNA there to even make a whole virus gotcha so all you're making is a, is the spike part of the pro of the of the virus, and that spike part is what the, what your immune system sees later on and fights against.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. You did well. You did well. You okay, it. I, I tried I got to. It. As a layman, <laughs> okay. I got it. I got it. Um, let's jump into the effectiveness issue. Okay, so I have some questions. After mm-hmm. that first shot, are you immune from COVID?
0: Yes and no. Um, and that's just something that's interesting. You brought that up because this is something that's came up come up within the last week about the the efficacy. There, there's two vaccines out there um, right now that are approved uh, by emergency use authorization: uh, Pfizer vaccine and mm-hmm. the Moderna vaccine. Okay, they're both MRNAs, like we just talked about. Um, the where um, was everyone was shocked when they came out with the initial data that it was somewhere like 95, 96% effective, both of them. Right. Um, and we were expecting to be, I think people would have been happy if it was over 50. You know? So everyone was shocked to see that it was so high. Um, but when they did the studies, they actually did two shots. They did a, you know, the, one shot, and then with the Moderna vaccine, it was another vaccination 28 days later. With the uh, Pfizer vaccine, it was another shot uh, 21 days later. So three weeks later or four weeks later. So that's how the studies were done. Mm-hmm. What what they, they went back and looked at the Moderna vaccine and they said, Oh, well, you know, people have eighty five percent effectiveness after the first vaccination. They get all the way up to ninety five percent with the second vaccination. Why don't we only do one vaccination and give that way we can give twice as many people the vaccine? Okay, because and, and instead we instead of getting up to ninety five percent, we'll only get up to eighty five percent. Okay. Yeah, but do we get more people? Now, the problem with that is that it wasn't studied that way. So we don't know how long that 85% is going to last. You know, right now, we, in fact, even now, we know that the vaccine is good for at least three months. Okay. It's, it hasn't been around that long. So we don't know what's going to happen six months, a year out, because it even hasn't, hasn't been around even that long. So right now, you're only guaranteed of, you know, three months of immunity, at least three months.
1: And that's the other thing. Uh, that's the other thing to bring up, three months, because people are walking around or were walking around, if they haven't heard this yet, walking around right. thinking, OK, I got my shots. I'm good. Take the mask off. Don't right. you know, Forget the social right. distancing. I'm good. And we're right. talking three right. months.
0: Yeah, I know that. That's, that's something that I, hopefully by coming on the show, I hope we can get the word out, because I think people need to understand what they're doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, um, this is not in any way to dissuade people or say that it's not worth getting the vaccine. But if you do get it, you should understand, I don't want people going around thinking, oh, I got the vaccine, I'm good for life, because that's probably not going to be the case, especially now that we're getting these, uh, you know, these mutant viruses or what we call variants. Um, You know, what we're getting right now, a year from now, may be a different virus, you know, and. and, Some ways, it's not a totally different virus, but, you know, there are going to be different. The spike proteins going to be a little different. And because of that, your immune system is going to react to it not as effectively as it is now.
1: Right. I'm going to come back to the variants, but I mm-hmm. want to, um, after that second shot, how long does it take for that vaccine to become fully effective?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's actually two weeks after your second shot. Okay. okay so like with the with the with the Pfizer you get your booster at 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 uh 21 days and then 2 weeks after that you're considered it. to have full, full immunity for the Moderna it's 4 weeks after that first shot to get the booster and then 2 weeks after that
1: okay i was mentioning that people okay they've done it they've gotten the 14 days from the second shot and it's mask off let's let's <laughs> go but you really shouldn't do that either right?
0: Right. Yeah. That's the other thing. Cause I, you know, I, I, I completely understand where people are coming from with this. I I said, fourteen. my 14 days out was, was Thursday. Mm-hmm. So Friday morning I go to work and what do I do? I put my mask on. I do my distancing. And I'm like, what's changed? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, and, and the reason why, I mean, that's a good reason why that's the case, because again, this being a new vaccine, we don't, we can't, prove that people aren't spreading virus, even though, see, okay, when the studies were done, what they did was they took 200 some thousand people, they vaccinated them, and they looked for how many of those people got COVID, okay? They didn't test all those people to see how many of them were asymptomatic. They didn't test all those people to see how many were spreading virus. All they wanted was how many people had symptomatic COVID symptoms, okay? It's Mm -hmm. COVID disease. So we don't know... How many of those people actually, you know, beta got a mild case? They had no symptoms, and so that wouldn't have come up when they followed up with them. That wouldn't have come up as a as a as a failure because they never tested them in that way. Oh wow! So, yeah. So we don't really know with this vaccine that people aren't spreading virus. So you know, until we get more people, until they do those specific studies looking at that, Mm -hmm. we have to assume that, well, there's a chance that you could be spreading virus. um, And so you should continue to wear your mask, even though we do know that from the studies that you're not going to get sick. Okay. There's at least a 95% chance you're not going to get sick, but we don't know if you might get an asymptomatic case and still spread it.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So with these different COVID variants that you were talking Mm -hmm. about, are we expecting too much from these vaccines?
0: I think the, the gold standard what everybody was looking for is this is, is this herd immunity. Okay. Let me explain what herd immunity is. It's really, it's really a misnomer. It's really not herd immunity, it's more like um uh herd resistance. And so the idea is that if you get enough people immunized against uh uh illness, in this case COVID-19, um, if someone does get sick, there's no one that they can come in contact with to spread the virus because the other people have been either immunized or they've had it already and they're immune to it. So the virus can't spread because you know there are very few people in your in your community who actually have are susceptible to it. So that's been the you know the the, the goal. Now the, there's there's been a lot of back and forth now about whether we're going to be able to get to herd immunity or whether even there, because some people are arguing, well, the cases have started to come down, you know, since mm-hmm. uh, November. And that may indicate that we have herd immunity. Um, although when they do antibody studies, um, it appears that we're only about 10% of people You know, have antibodies. So probably not because herd immunity you'd expect would occur at about well, it varies anywhere from like 60 to 80% of people oh, wow. have to either be vaccinated or have the illness to have immunity, to have that, that herd immunity. So we're, we're a long way from we're, that. Yeah, we're, we're a long way from that. We're a long way from that. Now, interesting also, if you look at Sweden took uh, a different approach to this whole pandemic. Uh-huh. Sweden said, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to take all of our, our more, most susceptible people. So our elderly uh, people that you know that are high risk, we're gonna sequester them away and everybody else go ahead and get infected and we have to get enough people that will get herd immunity because everybody will get sick and they'll get they'll become immune. Well, that was a nice thought, but what they found retrospectively now is that the the death rate from, from COVID in, in Sweden is actually ten times higher than you know, than its neighboring countries and so oh,
1: wow. that
0: idea really yeah, it really didn't work out, you know. So it was a nice thought in most cases it's rare that you find anybody getting to true herd immunity without vaccines herd immunity really came out as uh as about as a uh, as a result of, of of pushing vaccines so an example would be polio
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh polio is actually a good example Pol- polio is almost is almost um, um, eradicated um you know, so if you can vaccine enough people, then like in the U.S., for the most part, if someone gets polio, rare, it, it would be extremely uh, un, uh, unlikely for that, that virus to spread to somebody else because right. most people have been immunized against polio as a child or, or later. So they're not susceptible. So you don't see polio outbreaks like you did, you know, 60 years ago. Right. right. Um, and so, um, so the, yeah, so the idea is that we can get enough people immunized, um, uh, against, uh, against COVID, then hopefully if someone does come up with the case, they can't spread to anybody else because all the people around them are immunized or they're immune to it. So that's, that's the idea. It's a nice that's thought. The idea. <laughs> it's a yeah, nice, it is a nice thought. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm not sure, part of the problem I'm not sure we're going to get there is one, this virus is a little different. For instance, when you get your polio vaccine, you're basically you basically immune for life. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't really do uh, you, you do get, you know, some some initial uh, you get some booster shots, but, but for the most part, once you're immunized, it's, it's good for life. With COVID, especially being a new vaccine, a new um, um, and I say COVID, I'm really I, I'm really referring to is is, is really the, the the technically it's the name for the infection. Okay, it's the coronavirus disease, C-O-V-I-D. Okay, so uh, so really when I'm talking about COVID, I'm talking about the virus that causes COVID, which is the uh, SARS-CoV virus. Right. But anyway, so the virus that causes COVID, by it being new, most people do not have, well, people do not have any, any immunity to it. So everybody who comes in contact with it initially, it's not susceptible, you know? And so, um, it's, so you're starting off from ground zero, first of all, uh, with trying to get this herd immunity, and the other problem though is that it's mutating already. Right. You know, and so and so, even if you had the virus, if you were infected with it back last last spring, let's say you got infected last uh, March or April or over the summer, there's a good chance that you're not immune to it now. <laughs> you know, so your immunity has either fallen off, or we have these new variants that are coming out that you might not necessarily be immune to. So. Again, it's not not a one and done.
1: Hold that thought. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about reinfection when we come back. Stay with us. COVID 19 has changed how we spend weekends with the girls. Now it's time to take the first step that lets us get back to brunching instead of late night munching. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts. As COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may have questions. Should I get it?
0: Is it safe? Should I wait?
1: It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts at getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you.
0: Because the fight isn't over yet. You will see me choose to protect my community by wearing a face cover.
1: And even with my face covered.
0: You will see me as a son, As a man with a never-quit attitude.
1: As a fighter for change.
0: Join me in wearing a face cover. To help stop the spread of the coronavirus. Because this is one small act of kindness. That has the power to make a big difference.
1: Welcome back to the 411 Live. I'm talking with Dr. Kevin Izzard, and we're talking about the coronavirus vaccine. And a couple of questions popped up If you, because we were talking about the Pfizer and the Moderna, uh, you know, that first dose, you're like 85% or something um, immune. And then with the second one, it's nine, jumps up to 90 something percent. Mm -hmm. What what if you have had the COVID Mm -hmm. infection Mm -hmm. and then you get one shot? Because isn't having the you know, after you have COVID, you have some
0: immunity? Right. That's a good question. You know, um, and I I completely understand where you're coming from in that because really, you know, what we're doing for the people that have not had the infection, we're giving them a shot and we're giving them them a booster a month later or three weeks later. Um, You could argue if someone's had COVID before, they should already have some immunity. And really that first shot is like a booster.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: So the the only the only issue with that is that it hasn't been stayed that way. So mm-hmm. who I, I you know, six months from now they might say, oh, well, if you had COVID before, we only need one shot. They might they might end up coming to that point. But right now, it, you know, they're saying stick with the with the plan because that's what's been approved and we still don't know enough yet to deviate from the plan yet.
1: Right. So it is pos- possible maybe to get coronavirus even if you've been vaccinated
0: yeah I mean, so if you think about it, you know basically again if we have ninety five uh percent efficacy that's you know that's like five percent of people can get it again. Mm-hmm. that's one in twenty you know so um, yeah we're gonna have, we're gonna have people that you know that do get it um it's gonna be hard to detect because people aren't gonna think that they they have covid. The other thing we know too is that once you've been vaccinated that if you do get it, you tend to get one of these asymptomatic mild cases, mm-hmm. you know, so that can be kind of troubling too, because man, one way it's kind of good for you, but it's bad in the sense that you don't know if you're spreading it because, you know, you might not have any symptoms.
1: Right. Right. Do you think we'll ever get to the point where it's all clear?
0: Uh, yeah, I do not think a lot about this, especially after I got my second vaccination and, and, and been clear. I think that my, my, my personal suspect, uh, suspicion is this. I think we're going to. This is going to become the new flu. I think COVID. I think most people are going to have at some point this year will either have gotten vaccinated or will have gotten mm-hmm. COVID. And after that, I think next year, if they get exposed again, they're going to get a milder case. Okay, and it's going to be flu-like symptoms. But my suspicion is that this thing, because of the way it's it's mutating already. And because of the way that the immune system seems to be responding, where the antibody levels drop after after three months, my suspicion is that we'll be getting a, a, a booster every year. So it'll be a lot like the flu.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think I think, I think it's here for good. That's my that's my, my suspicion.
1: But because it drops and they say, you know, three months, okay, we know you're really immune. Yeah. Would we possibly need two shots in a year?
0: I, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I, I've said to myself already. I said, well, you know, after everybody, after we get through everybody in the first round, they may be saying, okay, it's time to get another booster. So it, it could very well be six months later. You might be getting another booster. Wow. Uh, but a lot of that also depends on again these variants because some of them, um, in particular, the uh, the the South African variant. Um, one of the vaccines, the 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 new, um, well, it really hasn't been released yet in the U.S., but the okay, Astra AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca vaccine, yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah, it it's basically doesn't work against that, you know, that, that, that South African variant. So it could very well be that, you, well, depending on what, which vaccine you get, it may not be effective even, you know, six months later or a year later because the, you know, the strain has changed.
1: Well, you know, I've heard that about that vaccine not working. And I'm just wondering, yeah. have they pivoted and started using a different vaccine? And if they have, which one?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, well for what they can see, the other three vaccines, I'm, sorry, I'm saying a third one, which is the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, um, they seem to work against it, not as not as well as the original um Covid nineteen virus, Mm -hmm. but it seems that you know to be to be effective again. Not so it's like I think with the uh, Johnson and Johnson, I think it dropped from eighty five percent efficacy down to sixty six percent when it did the test in South Africa. Overall, sixty five percent of efficacy.
1: Right.
0: So now that that we have it there's an aspect by you know when we say ninety five percent effective for these first two. Mm -hmm. Well, when they did those studies, there was no. South African variant. There That's was true. no UK variant. So they don't know even if we're actually, if it's still really 95%. It may only be 80 some percent effective now against those variants, but they didn't do the studies against those because they weren't around yet.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. How about the rollout for the vaccine? Have you been disappointed or, you know, because it seems like um, the rollout was kind of slow in some of those underserved communities where uh, deaths were higher and severity from the virus yeah. higher.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: do you think yeah, that that that's what, been corrected?
0: I think they're trying to. Um, yeah, I was very frustrated. In fact, uh, for myself, I had a hard time getting the vaccine. If The problem is this. Uh, the way this this whole thing was set up was the the CDC made recommendations about who to prioritize. So they came up with this 1A, 1B, mm-hmm. 1C uh, category, categories. When they, re, when they released it to the states, what they said was, these are recommendations, these are guidances, but you don't have to follow this. So each state was, was on their own to say, okay, we're going to follow this or we're going to do something different. And so, and each state has been doing it differently. And so some states were more efficient in getting it out than other states. Wisconsin, we got off to a slow start. Um, we've been catching up. In fact, we've been actually doing ex- very well in the last couple of weeks. But when you look at the number of, of, of people that have gotten that that second vaccine, we're still way behind, you know, in, in mm-hmm. other states. I think at one time we were like we were like 45 out of out of 50 states for you know for the new vac for people getting the first time vaccination or first time the first dose. Right. Um, so yeah, but we've been. I mean, we've been again kind of just on the other end now with the, you know, since then. And so we're catching up. And of course, as you probably are well aware, we, we passed the 1 million, uh, you know, vaccination mark, you know, just last week. So, you know, we're, we're getting the vaccine out there. The problem though, is it's still very unclear as to who's getting it and how you get it. Mm-hmm. So if you're with one of the big healthcare systems, you know, like Ascension or, or Aurora, um, they have the vaccine, so you're able to call your doctor and say, okay, I need to get I need to get a vaccine. The problem is that they're going to put you on a list, and you probably don't have any idea how long it's going to take. Mm. So, and um, the government has also given the state uh, vaccine to distribute to health centers and, um, and to the uh, National Guard. So, for instance, in Milwaukee County, you could go to the convention center and get vaccinated. So, um, but those aren't working necessarily with the clinics. And so, like my mother-in-law, um, who's 79, uh, had a hard time trying to figure out where to get her vaccine. She called her doctor, they put her on a list, but they had no idea how long if it would be a month, if it's gonna be a couple of weeks. She had no idea. So then we put her on the list over at the convention center, which she ended up getting sooner. But when you call the convention center, they say, Oh, well, go on our website and sign up. Mm -hmm. You know, put your email in. She doesn't have an email address. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't do those kind of things. So, you know, expecting, you know, these elderly people to to be able to, you know, to go on a list or to, you know, to uh, go online and they really can't do that. Right. Now, now Walgreens are getting some of the vaccines and it's kind of the same thing with them. And then Walgreens also has another problem. Everybody has the same problem as that. They don't want to give someone a first vaccination. And not be able to give them the second one because you know they say if you get it, you're supposed to get that second one three weeks later or four weeks later. They're afraid that they're going to give that first vaccine and then three weeks later they don't have it for that second one. So that
1: makes one. them hold back a little bit, I guess.
0: Right, exactly. It makes them hold back, and so that's been another you know thing that that's kind of um, gunked up the, the machinery. So yeah. there's a whole lot of, and, and then also the other issue too is that, uh, and you kind of kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, African Americans uh, and it's br- black and brown people are more likely to have uh, complications from COVID. Okay? We're twice as likely to, to end up in a hospital if you get COVID than, than white people. <sighs> that being said, a lot of people think that, well, you know, if we're more likely to have complications, there should be some kind of emphasis that says, some priority to say that we should be able to get that vaccine, right? And just the just the opposite has been going on. Uh, when they look at the at the initial data, it looked like like uh, black and brown people were less likely to get the vaccine. Uh, and some of that probably at this point is just of access. It made out, the other. We got two issues. We got hesitancy, the people who mm-hmm. are able to get the vaccine but don't want to get it for whatever reason, and then you got the other issue of access. So at this point, I don't think there's too much issues yet where people can get the vaccine but don't want it. I think right now it's more of an access issue. The, the demand is higher than, you know, than that's the supply available. at this time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at some point that we're going to cross that line and it's going to be an issue now. OK, we have the vaccine, go out and get it. But people don't trust it. Yeah. And that's going to be a whole other thing. Uh, I remember early on, I was looking at back at one of your, your old shows uh with pat mcmanus and mm-hmm. at that time that was way back in it seems so long ago that was like may or, yeah. or march or, yeah <laughs> and at that time we we're talking about i think there were like there were less than there were seven cases i think in 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 the state and uh at that time there was this uh, thought that oh black people can't get that's COVID. right
1: i remember that right yep.
0: yeah and and, and yeah. we know where that ended up you know and so yeah. um things
1: certainly changed
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much thinking. has changed. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, so, but, but I, but I, wanted, I really want to, you know, if I can encourage people, all again, given all that we've talked about, I still think that the benefits of getting vaccinated outweigh the risks and the benefits being that, you know, even if there will be some side effects, there will be some side effects as, as we go along, we're going to find that out. But as, you know, especially with us African-Americans, we're more likely to have those complications from the actual infection. So, you have to ask yourself, am I more likely to have problems, complications from getting the actual infection, or am I more likely to have complications from the vaccine? I think most people are going to say that, getting the infection. Because we still, again, the virus is is still new. We don't know 10 years from now or a year from now, you know, what are some of the consequences of having the infection? You know, we're starting to see people have heart problems, people having lung, you know, breathing problems, uh, you know, so there are some... Still unknown consequences of having the natural infection, too.
1: Dr. Izzard, you are a wealth of information. Thank you so much. We blew through that 30 minutes like
0: we sure did, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So thank you for sharing your time with us. You, You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. It was good, very informative, and I really, really appreciate that. Dr. Kevin Izzard is the president of Cream City Medical Society of Milwaukee. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So thank you.
0: Yeah, and please, you know, if, if, if there's any, if I can do anything more for you, or if anyone has questions out there, uh, some of the good resources, the, you know, the, the Walkie County has a dashboard. If you just go online and, and, and do Walkie County COVID dashboard. It'll show you the number of cases and where things are popping up. Uh, the state also has a dashboard that'll tell you about uh, updates on the. Um, COVID vaccine and where it's going and who's getting it. So follow the data. It's out there.
1: Perfect. Thanks again. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. We are a nonprofit organization so if you're so inclined to become a member or sponsor, go to our website, the411live.org. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like and watch us on Facebook, watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.